Hey, Buka. <laughs> I'm laughing because my joy is full. <laughs> it is 1029 in the morning. Yes. And I thank God so much. Let me tell you why. Me and my father, for 34 years, I don't care if I did not a spell as a child. I was like, what, five, six? And I'm like, you are the best father in the world. No matter how it looked, the handwriting, the literature, it doesn't matter. I drew him pictures, stick bodies. This is me and my dad, you know, my sister, my mother, you know, my brother. I, I drew a house. You know, we always draw a house as a child, a house, <laughs> a dog. <laughs> and me and my father always talked about him tasting my food. <laughs> I want to taste your food because, you know, my family is big on culinary. Like I said, my grandfather had over 13 businesses. And I mean that literally. He he ran like six businesses out of one place. I'm trying to tell you. But one business that he, he had and it passed down that's so successful is the pest control. The pest control. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't deal with that no, I don't want to go with you to get no rodents, no bugs, no nothing from no workers, no nothing, no family members, nothing. One thing on my grandfather, sweetheart, excuse my words, because I'm just so excited. My grandfather, he always believed in family. Family. I had no idea that his mother had 25 children. We always, you know, knew about 13. Hold on. 25, where the rest of them at? I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Just so excited to find that out. Family restoration. And my father always wanted to taste my cooking because when he was in prison, my father is very smart. But when it comes to his physical, you know, his body, his outer core, he was a track runner. He met my mother. He ran track. She's homecoming queen. So they met junior high school, high school. I told you this already. The Olympics wanted my dad. But as he got older, in his 20s, you know, wrong place, wrong time, ended up in prison. Right during the time when the Olympics wanted him immediately for track because he's that fast. And my father in prison... He is a very, very amazing person. In prison, he was a cook. He cooked for them. He, he must have said, you know what, forget this. I don't want no SOS. I still don't even know what SOS is. What is that? Oh, shingles on sandwich. I don't even know what shingles is. I'm trying to tell you. So he was like, let me, let me hook up the menu. And he was a chef in the prison. He also taught the men, for those who didn't, you know, go to high school or dropped out, okay, I'm going to help you guys get your GED. So he taught courses so they got a GED, and he also became a librarian in the prison because he wanted to study his case. You only get one hour out of a, a whole entire day. So you got 23 hours locked down. One hour recreation time. 
So by him working as a librarian, he had more time outside the cell because he was working there, studying his case, not just his, other people's cases as well. And he educated himself so well, himself so well. And he, we will always write each other, Buka. And our mood will be a keyword. And it always will be a word that we don't normally hear all day. My father is very wordy, very wordy. So he didn't know all these years I was Googling my words to find to say what my mood was. <laughs> yeah. I was saying to Google, give me a three-syllable word that means this. And then I'll mention, he's like, ooh, you got me with that one. Yeah, but I never told him, Google did. I told him, no, I, I never told him growing up, but I told him, you know, yesterday. And, you know, I tell you everything. I didn't make it to church yesterday. I was cooking four in the morning because he never had my cooking before. And I was cooking for my dad for the very first time. And when I brought my food over there, couldn't believe it. And we always talked about, okay, we also got to do music together. I said, okay, because he had his own band. He had his own band, lead guitar, keyboard player, drum player, but he don't sing. I just realized my father rap. That's where I got that from. <laughs> yeah. He rapped last night. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's slow. I mean, I, I mean, I can say slow. His tempo is more understandable than the tempo today. No, it's, you understand. The pace is very different. The tempo, you can understand what he's saying. And Buka, I'm excited. I don't know what it's, I'm just talking about everything. <laughs> I want to talk about everything with you. I'll tell you everything, Buka. And my father was like, we're going to do music together. I said, okay. He always written songs down and wanted me to sing the songs. Okay. <sighs> Yesterday, my father had an acoustic guitar. The biggest acoustic guitar I've ever seen. And he was playing for me. I never heard my father play before. I was like, wow, he really is good. Not saying he's like me. No, I'm like him. I'm like, wow. I keep saying he's like me. Like when you say you're good at something, no, you're really good. You're not going to say it if you're not. Yeah. And he gave me a song to sing last night. Oh, my goodness. The chorus I did in falsetto. It's like a falsetto slash figaro. And he couldn't believe it. My first time hearing my daughter sing. Whoa. She sounds amazing. I'm like, first time he hear my father play, you are amazing. And the chemistry in our music is like, whoa, nothing but worship, soaking music. And even laughter at times we played around. And just things that we always talked about that we would do. Because we always said he's coming home. Since I was five, every year I would say, you coming home this year? No, you coming home this year. No, you coming home this year. 34 years, every year, you coming home, you coming home. God, he already knew. He already knew. Because our father is in control. He knew the plans and thoughts he had concerning my father. He knows his own plan regarding all of us. If we just 
follow that. That's what's important. Not just hear, no, follow it. And we did things for the very first time yesterday. He tastes my food. We did music. I was like, and the song that he written down, I was like, whoa. It, it it will have you to know how he felt during that day. His his lyrics took you to the day and the time he felt like that. And you had yourself in his shoes. And like, wow. And I'll never forget, that song touched me so much. And I did, I gave that song my all. He was like, whoa, you're good. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah, Buka. And just enjoy being with my dad. You know why I'm so proud of myself? Because out of 34 years, the entire 34 years, the visits, the phone calls, emails, going up to date with today's technology, with the letters, that's the only thing, the letters that really, really touched us, the letters, the pictures, all the things that I had to be a part of. I always said to my dad, you the best father in the world. The letters. Every year, sweetheart, 34 years, me writing my father. As a little girl, not even spelling correctly, drawing stick bodies and my report cards, pictures, me cheerleading, you know, the academic awards I receive. One award I received in D.C., I'll never forget, the smartest child out the entire school in the second grade. The smartest child in the entire school. And I got awarded by the mayor at that time. Her name was Sharon Pratt Kelly, and Murray and Murray was running for office. He was there as well. I'll never forget, the meal that they given us was... Uh, crab meat, but it was artificial crab meat. We didn't know what that was. I, I grew up as a Jew, I told you. We couldn't eat anything based, built and based upon Leviticus, right? Let me slow down my words. And I said, ooh, what is this kind of meat? They was like, that's crab meat. That was the thing back then. In the early 90s, artificial crab meat was the thing with a solid. And we had a solid. I'll never forget. i never forget the outfit I had on. My mom dressed me up very well. To get that award, they took a picture of me. He shook my hand. It was a plaque. Ooh, thank you, God. It was it was a plaque. And I would give a copy to my dad, tell my dad everything. I always told him great things. Not, nothing ever negative. And my father said yesterday, you have written me for 34 years, seen me, talked to me on the phone. I never stopped calling. I mean, not calling, but messaging, not even messaging, <laughs> writing my father. I never asked my father, why are you in prison? I never said, I'm mad you're not here, or I wish you was. It was always, dad, you're the best father in the world. You're the best dad I ever had. You don't only that. I'm a very nice and gentle and sweet, sincere person. And my mom got married after they were divorced. You know, he was in prison like 10 years 
You know, he was like, you know, just go ahead and get a divorce. Uh, you know, I'm going to come home, but I don't know when. And she listened because she was still young. Like, you know, you're right. And she remarried. I was always respectful to anybody. I don't care if my mother, you know, ex-husband or whoever. I would never allow anyone to take my father's place. And I would never have my mom to feel as if my dad supersedes or my dad ever felt my mom supersedes. The love is mutual. I'm so glad that you two, you know, conceived me. I love you two so much. That's why I'm always with my mom and I always, you know, keep in touch with my dad during those times. And I'm not going to say kept in touch because I still do. Now I get to see and hang and hug and kiss. But sweetheart, I'm on here to say I'm very proud of myself. Because so many times I wish my dad was there. Especially when I see others with their dads. But I, I knew that he would love to. But being caught up in at the wrong place wrong time sometimes things like that happen my dad you know he grew up Jewish that's all he know so to Jews you know Israelites we are the chosen generation anything anyone outside of that don't be around and he used to be like that with me my mother and my sister lock us in the house don't I'm testifying what he always talked about. No one's going to touch my family, come near my family. They're not going to be corrupted. No evil spirits. And he would lock us in the house so he'd get home every time. Very overprotective. Make sure we're fine. That was his way of doing that. So I can imagine how he felt to be away from us for 34 years. And when I heard the song that he had written, I, I couldn't believe it. That's, that's how you felt during that time? No one knows how a person feels during time unless they have done time. I never done any time. But for 34 years, that's a lot of time. I couldn't even take being in jail for... 10 minutes, not, not even one minute, just not even a thought to be in a facility like that. 34 years, every day like that, not even aware, oh, you coming home 2023. And my mom, I was a little nervous about my mom, but I was thinking about myself. I'm talking to you, Buka. I, was t- I could tell you anything. I was thinking about myself more than my mom. I was like, no, my dad's coming home. I'm excited. Be happy for me. But I never thought how she would feel in 34 years. He's coming home. And whether she thought he would or not, it doesn't matter. I never asked her how she felt. You know, the first man you ever married, my mother wasn't, you know, she didn't grow up religious. I told you my mother's side was middle class, built upon lights, camera, action. Motown, you know, a big house, you know, three floors, the, the first floor, 
money making machine, vice camera action, cigars, cigarettes, mink coats, all of that. The middle floor was, you know, the hors d'oeuvres, the food, and the basement was get down with the get down. The blue light, the red light, didn't matter what light. She grew up like that and met my father and went to church and seen a different way of living. And she got married into it. And for her to see him after all that time, you're not going to imagine what's going on in both of their minds about that. And my mom, I'm testifying what she already talks about. Sweetheart, my dad, you know, we found out he was coming home. Let me tell you how good God is. I always study this case and any other case. That's why I wanted to go to college for criminal justice. And not just that in the category, but capital punishment, period. I'm big on democracy. You know, I want to do forensics. I want to do, you know, private investigation work. I you know, Mercus Most Wanted, you know, uh, Amber Alerts, you know, Death Row, all of it. I don't, I don't, oh, I invested so much into that and reached out and talked to many people, especially inmates themselves on Death Row, learn about all of that, you know, and I stopped watching, you know, movies and TV shows about that, you know. There was a show called, uh, current affairs when I was a kid, kid, I was scared, but it taught me about what's going on around the world. And I realized I wanted to do that because my father was in prison due to stuff like that. And you know what, sweetheart? God said, I don't want you to go to school for that. Because I created you to change that, not to investigate that, not to become entangled with how you feel or become emotional about that, but to bring change regarding it all. Um, my dad is home. You know, I'm one of the children here who had, you know, out of everyone who had a father in prison, my father, you know, is home. He's home. And I was nervous about my mom but I was thinking about, you know, it's, I'm happy about my dad coming. But she had to go through a process, too. That's a new change for me. And I said, Mom, don't you ever think that I'm going to forget about you? Or <laughs> Don't you ever feel like <laughs> I'm not going to be around you more or at all because my father home. I'll never forget how you always been there for me and is there for me. You know, my whole life. She always said, I made so many mistakes. I don't care. You know, to me, regarding my mom, you're the best in the world. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I made sure I stayed around my mom my whole life. She got, you know, all kinds of gifts and presents, but... It's not even just that. I was always there, and I'm still there today. No one can ever say, oh, cute, not with her mom or haven't seen her mom or with her dad. I made sure I did both, you know. 
for both of them because God said, honor thy father and mother. The thing is, I wasn't even thinking about the scripture. It was just in me to do that because I care about both of them. And my mom thought that I would spend more time with him. Now he's home. No, it's it's mutual. Everything's mutual. And she was like, "Uh, I don't want to see your dad. I don't, I, and you know what, sweetheart? When she seen my father, she was like, oh, wow. I didn't know you were going to look like that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you were going to look the same. <laughs> you look the same. And looking in her eyes, like, you look better <laughs> than you did before. <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying it to you because I was nervous when he's coming home. Like, how am I really going to take this, you know? They've been divorced for over 20, 30 some years. No, 20 some years. And when she seen him, she was like, wow. And I went to the store to get some things for my dad, right? Just because I wanted to. And my mom, I'm gonna tell on her today. I'm gonna tell. She seen some uh <laughs> some men's undergarments. And they were like red, but Ray fitted, you know. She's like, he might like these. No, you want him to wear <laughs> you want him to wear those. <laughs> she wanted him to wear those and try to put it on everybody else. No, they they said you were like these. No, you got those. I wouldn't have bought that for my dad. And I didn't say that though. And she was reminiscing, you know, when he walked his sister down the aisle, my aunt's wedding, you know, 30 something years ago. <laughs> he had to walk down with another woman. My mom, my mom said she didn't like that. She kept saying, my father's name is Charles Buka. She was like, Charles, come here, Charles. Why are you walking down the aisle with her? <laughs> she was in her feelings about him walking down the aisle with a bridesmaid. Like, uh-uh, come here, Charles. And he came and he listened to her. Yes? Uh-uh. He was like, I, this is my sister's wedding. I have to walk down. Don't think like that. You're my wife. Say, I don't care about that. Every time he walked down for the, when they do rehearsal, she'd be like, uh-uh, come here, Charles. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that until yesterday. Yeah. And... When she showed him those undergarments that she got, I said to myself, why in the world did you even? And I said to myself, my God. And when she get, when she giving it to him, sweetheart, he was laughing. Like, I know where her mind is with this. <laughs> she want me to wear these? <laughs> you understand? I said to myself, knowing how they were talking, he probably wearing them right now just because she got them for him. And she said, I want to talk to your dad, see how he's doing, make sure everything's fine, this, that, the other. I said to myself, no, you want to talk to my dad because you miss him. You miss him. Now, I'm not on here to say they would get back together. I just thank God that they have a great relationship and a better understanding than they ever had before. And I always saw children who had both parents in the home how they will respond, be in love. Like, wow, that's amazing to have that in home. But God is so amazing. Even though anything can happen, I'm not saying that it would, sweetheart. What I'm saying is, I just thank God that she uh, she's adapting very well, so is he to the change. And she's like, uh, I didn't know he's gonna look like that. Like, 
I want my husband back. Yes, I should be like, I want my husband back. Yeah. But people change throughout the years. I mean, where can you start? You can't start where you left off. You have to just give it to God. Whether it is or it's not, the fact is I'm here and my sister because of them getting together and getting married straight out of high school. And I love that my mom is calling my dad. She's calling right now. <laughs> yeah. And not to get together. I'm not saying that. The fact is she respects him. It's not like, oh, you back home now? Okay. Well, that's y'all father. Y'all do y'all own thing. That was her intentions until she seen him and realized he's a great person. She stopped reminiscing. He's a very great person. Remember this song? Remember this beer we used to drink? I never heard of it. Remember this, you know, liquor we used to drink? Oh, wow. Remember this, you know, the, the what they call it, white boys or joints? We used to smoke. Oh, wow. They were reminiscing. Remember how we was, you know, in church and all that. When we got married, I'm like, oh, wow. You guys talking like that. I'm not going to say they're getting together, sweetheart. But they were reminiscing on one accord. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm getting at. They're on the same page. And I hated it at first. Like, no. I don't want you to get with my dad because all I know is all these years, 30-some years, it wasn't any of that. It was just me writing him, seeing him, you know, myself. That's my dad. I want to be around my dad. I'm going to write him. I'm going to visit. I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to send him whatever. He worked in there. He wouldn't take nothing from me. If I sent him anything, he would send it back. I had to beg him to take some canteen money just so he can have. I don't want you. No, I take care of you. You don't take care of me type of guy. And my mom said to me today, Buka, that my father was a very great husband. That's the first time she ever said that to me. Yeah. And... Just for him to know how it been for 30-something years and how it is now, I'm happy for him. But I told my mother, don't bug him now. You keep calling him now. Don't bug him. She want, I think she wants my father back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if it's not God's will, it's not going to happen. But they're going to be great, you know, parents. You know, what's so amazing about it is they're on the same page. My parents are not arguing. She's not mad. He's not mad. They're not doing any of that. But I couldn't believe she bought him some underwear. They were, I'm, I'm going to tell him her. They were some red underwear with like smiley faces on. I said, oh, you are not. What are you doing with that? And she got it. I said, you don't give it. Don't give that to him. And she did. And he smiled like he already knew where she was coming. You know, where she was coming from with that. Like, wow, you back to where we was married. <laughs> my father, his biggest regret I can feel when I was a kid was divorcing my mother because he felt like I'm in prison. I don't want to hold your life up. Go meet and find somebody else because they have me in prison. Yeah, I'm not on here to say, oh, they're going to get back together. That's not me to say. I can't say that. 
What I'm saying is, I'm glad they're on the same page. I'm glad that they're getting along. You understand? I'm so glad my parents getting along. Yes, Buka. I'm very happy about it. My father, to me, always said, you're the best father in the world. I always said that to him. He, he didn't, you know, respond to that remark because he felt like he wasn't by not being that. But he, he understood the sense of me expressing that I care. He's pretty much like, you being nice, but, you know, thank you. But I should have been that. That you are already there. All those years of writing. And I was like, wow. We have the same handwriting. He just found out I'm left-handed, but I had to learn how to write with my right hand because I broke my left arm three times doing pyramids, cheerleading, double-dutching. Yeah, I was very physical growing up. Very active. Yeah, thank you, Father. Very active. Yeah. Um, My dad. I'm so glad my dad is home. It's a shocker, like, wait a second, my dad is home. Wow, my dad is home. Thank you, Father God. When my father got locked up, I said, God, I'm five. My dad, he has to go to jail. Can you be more of a father to me than how you are because my dad is going to jail? I never forget that. And God waited for me to ask that, just so he can do that. And he been more than that. So, Father God, I want to say my whole life, I have always known you. And I should be a father more to me, not just heavenly father, but every type of father. A father of my diary, a father of, you know, you know what is it called, adolescence. Father, what I like, what I watch on TV, just be there, my company, a father of my company. And God, sweetie, oh, oh, God. oh yeah, thank you. Father, God has always done that. And forevermore, but He has been more than just what I asked. Thank you, Father. And Peter, Peter admires me, sweetheart. Peter always wants to come here with me. Peter admires me. I admire Peter. Sweetheart, I never get God. Had me to go into a deep sleep. And he had me to be taken up into the kingdom on his throne. They were playing charades. The disciples, the original 12, were playing charades. And each of the disciples, the original 12, had to find somebody in the earth to mimic them. And Peter chosen me. I will never forget. They wasn't looking like, excuse me, they weren't, they were, yeah, they were not looking like the disciples as they are now in the kingdom, you know, rich and all that. They appeared to be how they were in back in the day. They all had on brown and tan and cloth. They looked like how they were here. 
and Peter picked me, and it was almost my turn to, you know, describe Peter with action. And Peter gave me a full description of who he is. And I said, wow, I had no idea you were like that. I had no idea, Peter, you were like that. I was like, wow, you are amazing. Sweetheart, I'm on here to say that I am so grateful. I am so grateful. I'm back, Buka. I had to give me some crabs. I warmed it up. Yeah. I had to warm up some crap. It's raining outside. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite. Hmm. I'm going to eat crabs while I'm talking to you. Yeah, can I have you for three hours? Oh, God. Three hours, Puka, please. I'm talking to you. Need you. Yeah. The way I'm, I used to be like, why is he over there? Why is it like this? Why is it seeming so silent but not silent? Why can't he call me father and say, Quenisha? <sighs> no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was saying. But I was like, Father, why can't he call me? Why can't he see me? Why can't he, you know, anything, you know, naturally? God said, Quenisha, I got this. Okay, God. Okay, you got this. <laughs> My father got this. Uh-huh. Mm. These crabs are good. You want some? I want some plantains. How about that? Yeah. How about we go get married now? How about that? <laughs> Be married to me? You like that? I know you would. Why? <laughs> I'm about to talk to you now. The way. <laughs> Why? Why are you ready now? <laughs> To be around me. Yeah. It's not just spiritual. It's also emotional, mental, and physical. I know, Buka. I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. That's why God don't have me to see you too much. Mm -mm. They, they keep me, you know, ready to be. If I see you, I'd be like, wow. <laughs> Sweetheart. My first reaction regarding you every time. It's wow. Mm-hmm. God say, tell me your favorite encounter with him or around him. My favorite encounter around you is when my favorite encounter, your sister in Christ's house, where I didn't know I was going there. And when I got there, I seen them open the door, and I was like, wow, I want this to white hair. Yeah, you came. I was like, he's here. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't going to tell you I felt like that. Mm -mm. That was my favorite. Yeah. That's how I remember what you had on and everything. When I seen your eyes light up like that. Every day for two years, I regretted not staying there longer. Yeah, or not going in a bedroom. I'm just fine. Uh, let's go in a. Let's go in the room. I'm just fine. I'm just fine. I'm fine. I was trying to mess up. Judy, I'm not like that. Mm -mm. No, I'm just attracted to you. Oh God, 
I can say that to you. That's not something I would say I would broadcast out loudly. Mm-mm. Because it's between us. Yeah. I'm all here talking to you. Yeah. I love you, Buka. You my Buka. Yeah. It's raining outside. I feel I love the rain. Yes, I, I love the rain. It's so it, it's so calming. Mm-hmm. How are you today? God has not shown me nothing about you lately. Mm -mm. He knows when to. Yeah. So I won't be moved. Mm -mm. Yeah. I like looking at you, Dwight. Mm hmm. I'd be like, wow. And see, that's my reaction every time. Wow. Oh, God. I want you to think. Oh, when she see me, she's thinking, wow. Oh, God. We did. Yeah, I'd be thinking like that. Like, wow. God say, tell him. Tell him things he haven't heard from you. Uh, like what, Father? Okay. I tell you this, and I've been saying that, you know, often, not too much. The Holy Spirit kept saying, go to you every day. One day I listened, and I messaged. I didn't message you. I said, you know, where's the way? Is he still here? You know, he's gone back home. And I thought that you weren't coming back. I said, see, Holy Spirit, at least I tried. Okay, so you don't have to keep saying to me every day, go to him. I went, he's gone back home. But the person wasn't saying it was permanently. He was. He just gone back home. They meant that literally. You went back home, you know, to visit. I thought you were gone for good. Yeah, and I was a little upset. I was like, darn, why he's at, why he went back home? I hate it when you went back home. That's why I said, Father, I would marry him for a green card if that's if he need one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did say that. And I meant it at that time. Yeah. And I know that you're more of a citizen than many others that are here, born here. I would still, you know, say the same thing. I still feel that way. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Just so you stay here. Even though you are here. You get what I'm saying? I don't ever want you to be away from me. I never liked it. But I wasn't going to tell you that. No. Forgive me for playing games. Yeah. I was playing games. Knowing that I really enjoy being around you. But they want you to know that. I'm going to tell you one of my... God say tell you one of my most challenges... 
I don't mind. I tell them quick when I said tease me. <laughs> yeah, I felt that. I don't know. I shouldn't have said that, but that's how I felt. I said tease me. Oh my god. <laughs> don't let your family hear that. Hear that and hear none of this unless I'm preaching. You don't have to hear me say that. No. Tease me. I was like, sit down. Oh, God. Oh, when you went live on the couch like that, I was like, stop lying. Huh. He's going to the couch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's going to the couch. Mm-mm-mm. God has not forsaken me. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah. I looked in your eyes while you were recording. Mm. <laughs> One of my most embarrassing moments with you is kissing your picture and I got caught. Yeah. I got caught by a man. A man. <laughs> and the thing is, the man can be like, yeah, I seen it. <laughs> and he said, he looked at me like, yeah, I seen it. But I'm not going, you know, say nothing about that. I like guess negative. I wish somebody kissed my picture. That's how he was looking like, shoot. Do you have any friends? <laughs> That's how he was looking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how he was looking. Like, you have any friends? Let me pray about that. Because many people always ask that about people. They always say, you have any friends? No. Because a lot of times, if it doesn't work out, by it's not listening to God, it can ruin a lot of relationships and friendships. How would I hook somebody up with somebody who... Don't know who they are. No, get to know who you are first. So you can know what to do. And know how to respond. To life itself. Because you know you have life. You know. One of my most embarrassing moments with you. Let me see. Um, When I hid behind this, this seat. And looked at you like that. When you were walking out to to get, go home, I stood up and looked to see you walk out, and you saw me do that. God said, "Tell you one thing, I have to work on. I'm working on. You know, I don't say separation anxiety, but when you have to leave, I don't cry." And that sounds like a baby, but it's a lot with that because everybody growing up as a kid who I love, they had to leave. Even the pets I had, they had to leave. They were gone. And I was like, everything, everybody I love is gone. Every place, our house, our home, with our animals and everything, we moved. Okay, that's gone. You know, my father, okay, that's, you know, he's gone. You know, a lot of things like that. And then being dropped off on the weekend and my mom's working. I'm like, no, don't leave me. Yeah, I didn't like that feeling I felt. I was like, no, and I don't want that for you. I'm not going to do that for you. I mean, I'm not going to do that, you know, regarding you, not for you. Mm-hmm. You probably like, you, you probably like, I didn't, no, nah, I'm not going to ask you to. Yeah, I know. 
I'm not going to be like that. Trust me, Buka. I'm not. I got it. I'm not going to be like that. God says to me right now, Dwight would love that. He want you to be on him like that. What? Mm, I don't know what that means, Father. God says it's not no ordinary anything. It's not like how you experience anything in the world. It's not even of the world. He loved for you to feel the way you feel. He loved hearing that. Yeah. I wish I was there with you now. Yeah. I want to marry you today. Now. So why I want to marry you now. Yeah. I'm marry you right now. I don't want to wait. That's why I got renewed my strength. Because I'm I'm getting weak. Because I don't want to wait. No. I want to be with you now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Right now. If my father heard my podcast, he'd probably be like, oh my, wow. Anybody who know me here... Wouldn't say anything to me in my face. <laughs> Unless they really want to. But like my father. Come on. Fatherly figure. He'd be like. Oh wow. I had no idea. She. Um, she think like that. <laughs> she feels like that. Wow. Yeah. He must be a very special guy. Yeah. You are. I'm in love. I'm going to take a nap before my son get home. Yeah. This first. Um, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. This is so good. What I don't like is that I feel like you're the only thing that has been messing up my life because I've been here and I want you in my life now, Dwight. It doesn't feel good not being with you right now. Not even talking about spiritual nor emotional or mental. I'm talking about physical. Having your appearance here with me. It doesn't feel good to have you over there. No. Because I know who you are. I feel it. And I'm created to be who I am to you. You know, as a help, as a woman to pray with, you know, talk to and have fun with. Mm -hmm. I laugh at you a lot. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that you do. Yeah. Thank you for helping me grow. Yeah, I had to grow. So I was like, forget this. I don't know what this feeling is, Father. I don't know where this feeling came from. But I want this man now. Yeah. Who talks to God like that? Father, I want this man now. Yeah. I meant to tell like, damn. Don't play with my name, Father. I mean, right. Damn. I was like that. Yeah. I don't like every day going by and it still look like the same. Even though it's not, 
I'm gonna bury you. I want you to bury me now. Jesus. Did I just say that to him? Oh God. I meant it. Yeah, I wanna marry him now. God. I love you so much, people. You like you sitting there eating crab and everything, having a good old time talking to me. Yeah. I'm going to take a nap because my body is very tired. I've been ripping and running a lot. Yeah. It's so good. Mm. Yeah. Sweetheart, I'm going to taste some fresh fish that I catch out the water. I want it on a fire. I want to relive the scene. Christ on the shore. Fixing the fish for the disciples. And they had bread and everything. Yeah. I want to relive that scene. I want to be on the shore putting fish on the fire. Fresh fish. Like a bonfire. We chill. We talk. You know. I want that. Yeah. I want to go to the beach right now just to hear the sound. You know what I'm saying? I want to just stand there or sit there and listen to life outside the water that's in the water. Just stand on the shore and you can hear what's going on inside the water. The Mariana Trench, that's the deepest body of water in the Pacific Ocean. It wasn't too long ago being discovered. The Mariana Trench. Yeah, I'm scientifically speaking now. Mm -hmm. I like science. Mm -hmm. Got so many different forms of science, different stages. I love environmental, earth. I'm not into chemistry. I'm not dissecting anything. I mean, excuse me. No, that's not chemistry. That's math. I mean, biology. Yeah. I don't like that. Not dissecting nothing. I just seen an angel do something. I like that. Mm. Sweetheart, the angel said... And you said, make another recording and eat some apple pie. Okay. I'm coming now. <laughs>